Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. This is number 68 in the series. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it a lot. And please go to FXR Racing. Uh, type in the code PULPAMX30 to save FXRRacing.com. The design team at FXR knows the importance of comfort and fit and takes note on how to keep making things better. Uh, they pride themselves on the quality and precision that goes into making each set of gear. Uh, designed by racers for racers, FXR Racing. Uh, looks like the uh, Traders Club MX Yamaha team will be wearing FXR next year. So that's cool. And uh, so that includes Cameron McAdoo. Also, too, Race Tech Suspension, Malcolm Stewart winning Montreal Supercross with Race Tech Suspension. Uh, Michael Lessie, Tyler Medallia, a lot of racers use Race Tech. Ben LeMay uses the motors and suspension work. If you need your suspension oil serviced, if you need it changed, if you need the bike revalved, Racetech.com and mention Pulpamex when you call down there or Pulpamex18 code, and they will uh, give you the discount. Thanks to the folks at Race Tech for making this podcast happen. As I said, Privateer Island Life podcast. Number 68. Uh, interesting guy to talk to on the line here. He juggles a full-time career along with race and motocross, and he's pretty damn good at motocross, so let's get into it. It's Nick Fratzor. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. That's a cool name, by the name, Fratzor. I really like that. I know. It's got a it's got a ring to it. Um, at first, I was like, oh, man, everybody's going to pick on me for my name because it's, it's got a hyphen in it. <laughs> no. No, it's but, cool. But yeah, no, it's got it's got a ring to it. I think Paul um, uh, Kiefer um, was going back and forth between my name and Runkles throughout the season, and I think Runkles won. But but hey, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, <laughs> Runkles is good. Runkles is a good one too, for sure. Um, uh, thanks for doing us. Appreciate it. You, you you live in Maryland, right? Yeah, Western Maryland, like uh, around Deep Creek Lake, Wisp, excuse me. Okay. Um, also, too, by the way, I should not I should note that you killed it in Pulp MX Fantasy a couple of times. Really got oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of points for people. Um, you had a high handicap, and then you'd, you'd finish just outside the top 20, I think, a couple of times. And uh, so, yeah, you did a really good job. So, congrats on the Pulp MX Fantasy, uh, killing it for your owners. Thank you. I have to check out more, that out more often. I know Luke follows it pretty close, and then I have to, uh, yeah, I have to dive into that some more. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, it's November. It's cold out there. I guess you're not riding much, right? You're just doing your real career, which is a realtor. Yes. Uh, so at this point, yeah, man, I don't get to do a lot of riding this time of year. It's like 28 degrees outside right now. I'm actually at my office, um, and uh, it's yeah, it's gloomy and kind of crappy. I just came back from. Uh, from J-Man down at Renzo's and got to ride there uh, for a few days. And then, but before that, I probably hadn't ridden in three or four weeks. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me right now is just trying to, you know, stay in shape um, in the gym at least once a day mm-hmm. um, and uh, doing cardio and stuff in the mornings and then, you know, following up with something else in the afternoon. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, full-time real estate agent. Um I think there's a couple of us that do that. I think Tiffer Ingles did it, and uh, yeah. there's a joke going forth about uh, this summer about the fastest, you know, real estate agent world or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and there was like this little war on Instagram going back and forth between him and I, and some picture I posted. But um, one of my buddies made a little, you know, like a, a poster with with a picture of me, and it said "fastest real estate agent." It was kind of funny, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I do that. Um, all day, every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how uh, how old are you? Twenty four. Twenty four. Um, um, 
How'd you get into being a realtor? Is, is your mom and dad a realtor? Is that kind of how you, how do you fall into a career like that? So, yeah, my dad's um, been a real estate agent for 31 years. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so I remember one day, um, well, I was in, in 2014, that was the first year I turned pro. And then, you know, I didn't make a single main event. Mm-hmm. In fact, Bud's <clears throat> Creek. And I passed my way into second place, was going to the last day uh-huh. um, of LCQ. And I was like, this is the one, dude. Like, this is the one I'm going <laughs> to get in. into. I'm in. And my bike was in. Oh. And I was so gutted, man. And I was like, dude, I didn't make any money this year. My dad and I spent, you know, however much money. And and, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I think, you know, I was 20. I think it was, yeah, 20 years old. And I was like, I think I need to find something like like a plan B because right now this is just not working. So I picked up a job serving tables and then I had people asking me if I knew real estate agents, you know, and I was like, Oh yeah, as a matter of fact I, I do know one, you know, my dad. Yeah. And so he's actually a partner at brokerage. Um, we have a private brokerage it's, um called Rayleigh Realty and we live in a like a four seasons, you know, vacation resort, kinda like Lake Tahoe but not as you know, not as high end. I mean, we, you know, uh-huh. getting into, into that kind of upper high end stuff, but but not as much as them. Um, and uh, so one day I was like, hey, man, it's probably a good idea to get my real estate license. So I bought the course and uh, took the test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most, you know, academically, uh, you know, being a motocross racer, not the most academically uh, gifted, but I made it through uh-huh. and uh, got the license and started selling and, I think I made like 500 bucks my first year and, and it was for like a document prep, you know, type of commission thing that, mm-hmm. that I was helping my dad on. And, and, uh, and then after that, I just kind of started going wide open with it. And, and yeah, um, now we're, now we're here and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's pretty well what I do. My dad had a pretty big background in, in doing, um, large developments and subdivisions, um, you know, back in 2004, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, when, when kind of the, you know, the economy is really strong and, and yep. things, were, things were moving. Um, and, uh, and so actually what prompted me to, to get my real estate license was him coming home and showing me a check uh, from one of those commissions that was, you know, pretty substantial. And I, right. you know, you were like that, that that's, <laughs> you're like, that's pretty good. That's more than I'm making racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was nothing. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that, that was kind of the turning point. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, real interesting. How uh, so? Uh, and you're pretty young to be a realtor, I would think, right? Yeah, and I was actually just thinking about that today. Um, I'm juggling a lot of deals right now, and I'm keeping, I'm having to keep, you know, um, buyers calm throughout the process because uh-huh. you know you have inspections and reports come back, and you know not every house is brand new, and it's not always going to fly through with with you know an A plus you know, uh, like inspection reports. So mm-hmm. you got to kind of keep them calm and guide them through and let them understand that not everything's going to be perfect. And that, you know, there are, you know, ways around this to have, you know, sellers repair items and and things like that. So yeah, at 24, um, sometimes I wonder if people will, you know, will listen to what yep. I say, but then I, I look at the numbers and I'm, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. here's the numbers and, and the production that, that I'm able to, to put out. So I think, you know, if, if I don't have their trust, then I can put, you know, 
and we try to fill the faith with providing good information and and, and giving good numbers um, to them. You know that that I've done this before, mm-hmm. and then it's not my first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine that you got yeah you got to gain some trust and, and work towards um, people. Um, how did your eighteen season go? What did you think of it? How, how many races did you race uh, the nationals, and uh, how was it? It was pretty good. Um, I think I went into the season again. Well, I don't think this. I know this. Uh, <laughs> I went into the season again, and I was kind of like um, just thinking, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't uh-huh. know if I'm going to be able to do this. And then two years in a row, like in 17 and 18, um, you know, I had a deal go through that was good, and I was like, all right, well, time to buy the race bike and yep. get everything ready to prep and let's go racing. So um, I did. Eight races. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, yeah, eight races. Um, I started at High Point, uh-huh. and did everything after that besides Washougal. I was yeah. going to do Washougal, and I ended up crashing really bad at Millville um, in practice and messed up my back, like, really, really bad. And, um, and uh, so I took a few weeks off after that. But it was actually really good. Um I was so busy with real estate. I have a I have a, a drone video business that I do for real estate. Oh, too. cool! Yep. Yeah, and and I usually get about 150 jobs a year on that. And in the summertime, just happens to be the busy time for real estate, the busy time for photography, and also the busy time for racing. Um, so you know, you put all those things together, and it it you know you, your sleep starts to go <laughs> away. You know, you sleep on the road sometimes. And, but uh, but no, it was good. On paper, uh, I got a nineteenth at uh, at Unadilla um, in the first moto. That was the first pro point I ever scored. I was really really pumped on uh-huh. that. Uh, that was like I just like I saw the pit board come around and and I was in like twenty something and then twenty third or twenty fourth and then uh-huh. I like kept dropping down, dropping down and and I actually finished that race with no goggles. So <laughs> well, you and everyone um, else, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody finished with goggles. Yeah. Um, I can't. I got one lap on twenty-one tear-offs in the on the first photo. <laughs> so, so like I got rid of everything I had, and in, uh, in one lap. and then I went in, and Knowles gave me another set, and then um, and then I went out, and I got like three laps out of that, and I think we were only doing twenty-minute motos, or, or I don't know. If did they shorten? I don't minutes. remember if they did or not. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but uh, but then I got like three, maybe. Maybe four laps out of that set, uh-huh. real conservative. Yeah, and then I ripped them off, and then I saw the pit board, and I was like, I can't pull off, dude. I got to keep going. You saw the pit board. And, uh, you were nineteenth. You mean that was? Yeah, yeah. I was, and I was clicking people off. You know, like yep. around twenty three, and then I moved my way down to nineteenth, and that's where I finished. And that was probably the highlight of the year, I would say, um, no doubt about it. Um, just because that was such a so gnarly dude. Yeah, um, and then Iron Man. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, was you know I thought Unadilla was going to be the muddiest race, but Ironman was that was another level. <laughs> yeah, um, that was another level. I had um, I, I had really good starts all year though, and that was really like that's always exciting to start up front. Uh-huh. Um, I I started like I had like a, a sixth and an eighth place finish at or start not finish. Start. I wish yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, at Southwick and then. At high point, I think in the second moto, I started like eighth. Um, and, of course, I didn't finish in those places. Right. But those are all things that you know I feel like can be improved on and, and stuff. I know I can start up up front and run that pace for a couple laps. But mm-hmm. 
matter of you know improving my fitness to to get to a level where I can um, where I can run that for for thirty plus two. Yeah. Twice. Well, speaking of the fitness, like so. Do you take a day or two during the week to ride and train, or do you pretty much work every day that you're not driving to the track or at the race? And then when do you ride? At night, like at 6 o'clock or something? How does that work for you? Well, honestly, there's no set schedule on riding because, you know, I know i got to wake up early and get to the gym first thing Mm -hmm. because if I don't do it in the morning, the chances of it happening in the afternoon in the middle of the summer yeah. when I'm out with clients doing pictures and maybe trying to ride too mm-hmm. is very, very slim. So, um, so I wake up, get a workout in, and then I pretty much plan my day around, um, you know, around real estate. And then, you know, if I'm able to ride, then that, then that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a track at my house, Do you? So okay. go far. Yep. I, but sometimes, uh, you know, the way our contracts work in, in Maryland, everything's time is of the essence. So you have to, you got to, and everything's enforceable on those time frames. So you got to, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the time crunch can get pretty. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah, as far as closing it, like, yeah, that, as far as getting all the documents in and, and receiving everything and putting, pushing everything through type deal, you mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, and, um, yeah, just meeting deadlines and, and things like that. But there's a couple tracks by my house that I'll go ride at, like, uh, Tomahawk has Wednesday practice and mm-hmm. they, you know, they have practice on the weekends too. And I'll go ride down there sometimes. Um, it's gotta be planned out just because, you know, and it yeah. has to be like, I'm going to go down there. That has to be my plan for the day and everything else revolves around that. Um, but if it's not a Wednesday at Tomahawk, it's pretty much work, work, work. And then, you know, well, I have time to ride. I, I, I don't, I don't know that much about the realty business, but I do know it's very competitive and, yeah, if you miss yeah. a call or you miss a text or whatever, um, someone could be moving on. And it could be costing you a lot of money, right? So, I mean, I, I imagine even when you're doing motos, yeah. you're like, okay, I just finished my 30. I got to come in and check my phone right away to make sure I can handle some business. <laughs> Dude, you are 100% right. So, like, I'll come in from a moto and I'll be, like, answering emails and we're, like, making phone calls. And, like, then I'll go out for the moto. And there's sometimes where, like, I'll still be thinking about that. And I'm on the track. And it's like, uh, <laughs> Jeez. You know, so I yeah, gotta yeah. really control my mind and where I'm and what my you know where my mind is at. Yeah. During that time, it it, it is tough sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'll admit it. Yeah. No. I I would think that would really affect you. No doubt. Um, yeah. Hey. So when you're getting these starts, at like at High Point or or wherever you are, and you're getting these six and eight places starts, and you're running it like. Does the speed of those guys, the elite guys, does it blow you away? Are you, do you get intimidated a little bit by those names on the back of the jerseys, or how, as a guy that works during the week and then, you know, tries his best to to, to beat these guys that are riding all week at training facilities? I mean, mentally, how how are you with right, being up the up front like that? Well, I would say yes. Um, <laughs> yes, like, they do go really like, fast. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, oh, wow, that's like Freddie Norin, or, oh, wow, that's, damn, that's Weston Pike, or like, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I'm, you know, you have that, like, that just impulse of, uh, you know, thought of, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not used to being around those people, so you you tend to, like, maybe not try to stay around them, I guess, uh-huh. and that's where, I think that's where just, you know, the consistent training thing comes in, where you got to, you know, beat it in your head, and, yeah. and um and uh, and know that you know you you can run up there, and it's just a matter of of doing it and uh, and eliminating that 
mental threshold kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, but absolutely, man, um, you know, getting a good start and running up there is, is awesome. Um, but definitely takes sticking to it, to to finish up there and, and eliminating those thoughts. I mean, it's, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. But you know, if you go out there yeah. and you act like you're riding by yourself, mm-hmm. that's, if, if you can actually do that, then, <laughs> yeah. then hey, more power to you. <laughs> Are you uh, you're on KTM, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any reason why? Do you get a support from a local dealer? Why, why KTM? So I got a call um, in 2016. Well, it was actually an old friend of the family's. Um, of my parents, they were, they did like the Amway distributing business back in the nineties. Oh wow! Okay. And, uh, Everyone was doing that, bro. That was that was huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were all friends uh, back then, I guess. And um, so a guy named Brad Barnes uh, messaged me on Facebook, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're killing it! Like, keep up the good work. You know, if you ever want to, you know, if you ever want to work together, give me a call. Like, we'll love to show you around the shop." Mm-hmm. So they have a shop up in. Um, Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, just south of Pittsburgh. It's about two hours from me, and it's called Barn Barn's Brothers Motorcycles and Off Road. And uh, so I go up there, and and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, here's the bike and uh, the KTM bike. Like these things are awesome. You know, what what can we do to help? Like we we want to help you. Like what what can we do? Uh-huh. Like tell us yeah, tell yeah. us now." And they were like, "Well, hey, we we can call KTM North America." we're really close to the regional director. We can get you, you know, probably a parts budget and like, you know, contingency, like good contingency set up. And, you know, we'll, we'll give you X price on the bikes. You know, we won't make a dime on you. And I said, hmm. and they gave me like the parts deal and stuff. And I was thinking, I'm like, I haven't spent a dollar here. And these people are taking care of me. Like <laughs> I'm, you know, like I'm some sort of, you know, I, I don't know. Like they're, they're treating me like gold. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. And it was no question for me of where I wanted, where I wanted to, you know, spend my money and, and buy my bikes from and, and all that stuff. So oh, cool. um, I've been with them, uh, and they actually own a lake house here, which works out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, but I've been with them for yeah two years now, and that's probably the best move I've made. Um, and getting on those KTM's, like the technology with with that is with those bikes is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Factory Connection does my suspension. I get a pipe from FMF. Renegade sends me some fuel, and that's <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. You're, you're, it's a go from there. It's a go from there, man. Uh, Nick Fratzor on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, number 68. Use the code PulpMX30 at FXRRacing.com to check out. And also use PulpMX18 code at Racetech to get some suspension work done or motor work done. Help these guys uh, out and uh, because they support a show like this that uh, allows us to, uh, to talk to privateers each and every week. Uh, Nick, so uh, what's the plan for 19? Do you have uh, anything lined up? Do you know what you're doing? Obviously, like your real thing... Realtor business is humming along, but uh, same idea, East Coast Nationals? I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, right now I'm looking at um, I'm looking at kind of doing the same thing, maybe a few less rounds just because, you know, it was so mm-hmm. hectic this year with, with, you know, just juggling everything. Um, so here's kind of what I had in mind. Um, I think I'm going to start, you know, reaching out to, um, you know, a couple – you know, private parties, you know, friends of mine, um, that I've, that I've, you know, um, met over the last couple of years and that, 
um, you know, through real estate and, and through racing and seeing if I can put together a program where maybe I can get some of my costs covered um, to go racing because it's just, you know, like I'm out there spending all this time in real estate so I can afford to spend 40000 you know, dollars to go racing. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, and the deeper I want to dive into racing, the deeper I have to dive into real estate. Right, right. And, you know, and that's a double-edged sword. So, you know, for me, um, at this point, I, I would like to do at least five races, um, High Point, WW Ranch, mm-hmm. um, Red Bud, Southwick would be on the list, uh, Bud's Creek, because that's in my home state, yeah. and, uh, and probably Iron Man, too. And then if I could pull something together and, and uh, you know, some a little bit of help here and there, um, probably do Millville, maybe Washougal, and, and a couple other races. Um, you know, uh, outside that, of, that, oh, sorry, uh, outside of Bud's, what's your favorite track? Outside of Bud's, what's my favorite track? Hmm. Well, I would probably have to say Red Bud. Everybody because, says Red Bud. It's Millville, Nick. Yeah, but the, Millville is the answer. All right, well, I've had, okay, in 2015, I had the gnarliest crash there ever. <laughs> okay. And that's not to say anything about the track. That was yeah, my yeah. fault. Yeah. And and this year, too. But, but, uh, but it just, man. It's gotten got, you. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> shit kicked out of me there. And, right. Um, but that track is pretty badass. I won't lie. You right. know, it's got all the sand and the elevation and the clay, all that stuff. Uh-huh. It's, it's pretty sweet. Um, uh, your amateur career. Uh, how'd you do? Did you go to Loretta's much? How'd you, how'd that work out for you? So I went to Loretta's, I think, uh, 2010, 11, 12, and 13. And, um, I never really had good results there. I was always trying something different. Like I would be riding a old beat up bike, you know, at the regional and then I'd buy a brand new one for, and do all these engine mods and suspension <laughs> stuff, you know, for Loretta's and yeah. like, I feel like I've never ridden a dirt bike before when I yeah. showed up yeah. on the new stuff. So I never really had any, any good luck there. I had like a couple of top 10 finishes like in the A class and, um, and like in college boy and B class and stuff. Um, I think my, my highlighted moment was getting a whole shot there. Me and, uh, Hayden Melross came together on the first lap of, uh, um, uh, shoot. I don't know if it's pro sport, uh-huh. um, 450 pro sport, but, uh, we came together on the first lap there in 2013, broke my shifter off and my bike was stuck in second gear. I rode the whole race in second gear and finished 12th. And I was pretty pumped. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my, my highlight of like where I was with it. But amateur wise, I never really like had any like big standout stuff. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of like in the thick of it, like in that top five, top three, you know, and mm-hmm. winning here and there. Um, and, uh, Started winning a few A races in 2013, um, and uh, and then you know after that, right. got my pro license and, and went pro. And actually, there was a you know before I went pro, um, I was applying to college and had no intentions of racing anymore. So um, okay, so that, that was kind of interesting. Well, that's why I was going to ask you is kind of so everyone and myself included. I had this dream of racing pro and, you know, making a living at it and being pretty good. And this is up when I was in Canada and, and, and all of that. And just like you did, you know, and, and by the sounds of your results at Loretta's, I mean, you were pretty legit to finish up there. It's no joke. I mean, you didn't win, but you, so I, I imagine at some point you're like, yeah, that, that, that my, that's my thing. That's my, my dream is to, you know, be Ricky Carmichael or, or, or whoever, you know what I mean? Or, or Tim Ferry or somebody. But, um, at some point, like you said, like you weren't making any money. Your dad was showing you a check how much he was making for, for real estate. And it's hard to, and you did it already, but it's hard to make that left turn 
and and some guys need to do it now and they don't they refuse to and i get it Mm -hmm. but it is hard to make that left turn and be like you know what it ain't gonna happen it's just not gonna happen And, and it sounds like at some point, like you said, you had to make that choice, but uh, that's it's tough, man. It's it's not easy to to realize that hey, I need to get a job. So yeah, man, and that's that's the thing too. Like a lot of my friends growing up, uh, you know, they have people that I just you know seen on the racetrack. I mean, like they put all their cards in in the basket for yeah racing, and then it didn't pan out, and then they're like, oh shit, what do I do? Yeah, well, you know, that I didn't want to have that story, and like I just wanted to make sure I had something. Mm-hmm. It's rather, yeah, it's rather mature of you, by the way, to, to think that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's just a, it's a hard decision that every motocrosser has to make. And like I said, there's guys out there now that I watch that I've been watching for five, six years, and they're, they're not scoring points, they're not doing anything, and I don't know if they have it. I think they just do that racing full time, and I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? That's that's a that's a hard it's a hard sell. Yeah, I wonder how you know how it works for for some people. I I do, but hey, you know what? That's their story, and, yeah. and maybe you know, maybe one day they'll they'll hop on here and, and have a chance to tell it too. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, man, you know, and I don't. I hate to be like, oh, pity me, because that's not that's not at all. I don't have time for that. But I do wonder sometimes, like, like what if? Okay, what if I earned you know a hundred thousand dollars right now, and somebody said, hey, here's funding for the season i don't want you to answer your phone but I, I could not do that I, I i would have to still do that but uh, yeah um <laughs> unfortunately but uh but they said hey i want you to focus on racing 100 percent and give it everything you've got for a year and you know you know we'll, we'll cover everything and we'll put you in a, in a good place you know at a facility and with, with the right things and get you on a good you know, a good solid program and, and, and work on, you know, the mental side of things and, and stuff like that. I do wonder sometimes, you know, what my capabilities would be if, if, you know, that were the case. And I, you know, I can't do anything but wonder, but I also know that, Hey, you know, at least, you know, if, if I can think of it that way, then mm-hmm. I can just apply it, and I can just apply that to, just to real estate. Tell your kids um, about, tell your kids about how you used to beat Carmichael and all that, but you decided to be a realtor. Just tell them that it'll work. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel like I'm 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. What uh, What was the biggest deal you've closed uh, realty wise? Is Is there one that uh, you know that you killed it on or anything? Um, the biggest one I've done on my own, uh, just like through and through, mm-hmm. you no know, help from anyone. Um, well, I always reach out to my dad if I have any questions. Yeah, or, or my broker, or but uh was just a couple months ago. It was like 625,000. Oh, cool. Um, and then, but my dad and I will, we're working on, you know, you know, yep. million, $2 million deals every once in a while. It's right. not all the time, but you, you know, yep. things like that come up. Yeah. And like, but, but through a year, I mean, it's so six, eight million in, in revenue or in volume sales. Yeah. I've always heard yeah. that realtors, I've I've heard that real you guys have access to the MLS stuff early and you kind of have a, your finger on the pulse of what's going on, and I've always heard like, hey, you know you know what what happens when these houses come up, uh, foreclosures or or short sales or, or whatever, or people walk mm-hmm. away from them or whatever, is you realtors, Nick, you guys snag these up before anybody else so that you can turn around and flip them because sometimes they're they're really cheap. 
Uh, is this yep. true? Yep. Is this true? I just did it. Yeah, yeah, see? See, the realtor has the jump on everybody. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have a head start. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, it goes a couple ways. Like, you don't want to, like, oh, hey, you know, it's it's unfortunate you know, that it was a foreclosure or or whatever. But at the same time, you know, it's it's out there on the market. And, yeah. you know, the bank, the bank owns it. So, um, so you know, it, right. it could be an opportunity. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, how, that's <laughs> what you realtors do. You guys kill it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. You know, look at it through and through. I mean, then somebody, when it's fixed up and done, you know, somebody's going to get a really nice house when yeah. it's all done. So. All right. So I, I live here in Vegas. Uh, I lived in a house for 12 years, and the market okay. crashed really badly. And um, I, I – Yeah, the market was bad, but I guess Vegas was one of the worst hit markets. So at some point, mm-hmm. Nick, this $300,000 house that I bought was worth about one sixty, and I wanted to shoot oh, myself. My yeah, it was really bad. So anyways, but let's rebound it a little bit. <clears throat> we were getting tired of living there. Uh, financially, we were doing a little bit better. So I had about hmm, maybe fifty k in equity uh, in it, and I decided, you know what? That's not enough. I don't want to do it. I want to rent it out and buy a new house. So I had to do all the jump through the hoops. So I, I moved this new house here in Vegas. I have my old house still, and I'm renting it out. But there were some smart mm-hmm. people, Nick, that were telling me, "Don't do that. Don't do it. Just take your forty or fifty k equity and be happy with it." And I wasn't. And I found a renter, and everything's good. But why were mm-hmm. people telling me not to do it? Like smart people, like people who make millions of dollars are saying, don't do that. Just it's a pain like, in the ass and, and, you know, blah, 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 and this and that. What, I mean, like don't put a tenant in your house? No, don't, just sell it. Just sell it. Don't rent it. Yeah. And just, well, it's, it's kind of a touchy situation because you, I mean, unless, like if it was me and I knew the person, I might rent it, but I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would, uh, you know, rent it to just a random person. Yeah, I just rented it to a random know, person. I don't know them, and I don't know how they live, you know, and and uh, well, you know the cost of cost of. Uh, um, I mean, there's tax incentives if you're going to rent it. There's no doubt about it, and I'm not a CPA, but but you can definitely talk with your guy about that. But um, with depreciation and, and things like that, but. Uh, um, I mean, but, I look at it like a nice investment. I look at it like a really cool investment. Yeah, and some people, some people, that's what they do. I mean, if you look at like people like Grant Cardone, and um, he's like a freaking his his portfolio of, of real estate rental investments is disgusting. I mean, in the hundreds of millions, um, and uh, you know, of rental properties that he's got, it's disgusting. But you know, it's I'd say it's to each their own. I mean, if that's if that's the route you want to go, then mm-hmm. just be aware of you know, aware and, and, um, you know, informed on, on what types of steps you should take and talk to people who, who do that kind of thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe if your buddies say not to, just don't talk to them about it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I just did. I feel like this is a real grown up thing I'm doing with an investment and this investment is growing, you know, while, while I have somebody mm-hmm. living there. So I don't know. I, I didn't know. I don't know why anybody would tell you that's not a good thing. If you can afford to pull it off, which I can, then, then it's a great thing. And, but I was getting discouraged by the amount of people telling me, you don't want to do that. You don't want to deal with renters. Just sell it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, after 12 years, I want more than 50K of equity. And that 50K would have been yeah. a max. I probably would have got 35-ish or whatever. Who knows? But, yeah. but you know, I was it's just... It's nice to feel like you got some wisdom sometimes, huh? Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I feel like a real grown-up person with that. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, hey, so uh, what, what's your earliest 
memory of going to Bud's National? What? Who was racing? What was going on then? Ooh, I think I went there for the National. Oh, here, look. So Bud's Creek's in my home state. High Point is the closest race to me. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually like, I'm like four and a half hours from Bud's. Oh, okay. Um, I'm about... I'm about an hour south of High Point. Oh shit! Okay, I, I need to yeah. I need to brush up on my yeah. geography. So, what was your earliest memory of going to High Point? Um, it's fine, dude. I you know I don't know all fifty states, so don't worry about it. Okay. But uh, <laughs> uh, earliest memory of going to High Point um, was in the back of my buddy's truck, and I was covered up with a blanket to get in for free. <laughs> uh, Back in two thousand and one or two, I want to say. Okay. And I walked. Um, Carmichael was on his uh, his Chevy trucks Kawasaki and two fifty class. So whatever year that would have been, that would have been. Last year. That might have been two thousand or two thousand and two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, one of those years. Yep. Oh one. Okay. Did he go Honda in 02? Yeah. Okay. So then oh one, and uh, it was me, my brother, and and. Uh, my friend and his dad, we went there, and I just remember it was like the craziest thing. And I think, uh, I don't know if McGrath was still in back then or not, but I think Stewart's on a 125. And, yep, yep. And, um, and I don't remember all the names of the people that were they were there, but I remember it was crazy, and it was hot <laughs> as hell. And by the day, I was like, dude, get me out of here. And my friend's dad was like, you're pretty un- unappreciative. And I was like, I'm just tired, man. And then, <laughs> But you know what's funny now is they, they actually – they're like buddies of ours and yeah. and uh, still to this day and, and they actually come to high point and it's kind of cool because um like they're from my hometown here and, and so they took me to high point in 01 or whatever year it was yep. and now they come back and you know and and i'm racing so that's that's kind of cool you know yeah if you think of it that way. well it's too bad you weren't there in 2000 because uh, a young steve mathis his rider won the 125 class that day just saying, uh-huh. my, uh, my my my. I was a mechanic for Kelly Smith, and he won the 125 class in the mud. So, no way. Just saying, I, you could have saw one of my greatest life memories, but you missed it by a year. Dude, that's awesome. That's um, freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, interesting to uh to look at and just feel how feel how old I am right now. Um, hey, I was doing <laughs> some uh, research on you and your buddies with Chad Center from 1110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and I go back to the beginning of his you know we were when he was racing or he was out of it by then actually yeah shoot um we started we actually went over to his house uh back in 2002 for some training lessons Uh i think and uh i remember walking away there and i told my brother i was like i was like i was like chad said i had good style and my brother (laughs) Derek's like yeah right dude you you don't have style man you just do weird stuff with your feet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it was funny um but yeah no i've done him for yeah i guess that makes it what like 16 years yeah wow that goes goes back a long time so mm-hmm. um so he was running his 11 10 team at some point at some point yeah, yeah. we started uh he started doing like carburetor mods for us back in 07 or 08 yeah. and then um and then we end up, you know, he ended up building our motors. Um, him, Haas, and Frank were building our motors, and then, and then they did the Honda of Troy thing, and then that, you know, kind of came crashing down, and then did the eleven ten thing, and um, and then him and I 
you know, as far as doing motors and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we went we went different directions, uh, probably in 2014, um, and uh, and stuff. But we we still chatted once in a while, and you know, if I run him at the racetrack, we you know we still BS and shit. Right, like, right. Um, cool. Oh, it's an interesting story for sure with you holding this full time job and then trying to race still, you know, and and then doing pretty well at that. Like getting, man, you look at your vault results, uh, Nick, and you are so close to getting points so many times. Uh, Dude, it drives me nuts. It, well, you got you got two of them, and you and Adilla, so so it's not like you never got yeah. them. But holy smokes, you have so many moto finishes between twenty and thirty. <laughs> I know it's, it's dude it's crazy man it's like I'm always and then so every single year I'm just like dude you know I, I look at people like Weston Pike I admire the hell out of that dude because yeah. if you go back and you look at his results and my dad and I sat down one night for like an hour and we're going through this and my dad's like dude you have a chance man like you can do this and I was like yeah you're right like there, I I'm not at bay to say that I don't have a chance <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, absolutely. You know what I mean? He deserves a ton of credit. And of course, he's in, in rough shape right now, and we're all pulling for him uh, in France to get these surgeries wrapped up and, and you know, make it back home. But um, you're right. Like that that story, and, I, and I've told that story to a bunch of guys on this show. And I mean, why not, right? Or, or you know what? You know, another guy's Alex Ray, who got himself in shape, worked his balls off, got himself in shape, and went from mm-hmm. one main here and there in Supercross to every single time riding himself into main events. Like, guys can take yep. that step. I mean, I don't know if you can, Nick, because you have a full-time job. So I don't know how you're going to do that right now at your point, but many privateers can. You know what I mean? It can it can be done. They just maybe can't do it with a full-time realtor job. Yeah, there's some things that I kind of found out, like, this year and last that really really helped me with diet and training and scheduling and mm-hmm. stuff and uh and what i eat and when i eat it yeah and that really helped me um and uh so i think there's you know i think that there's still that chance there and i think like the biggest time the biggest thing is like obviously like being busy yeah um, your mind races so you know the mental factor is controlling your mind and slowing things down a little bit and then mm-hmm. being able to uh, to look at things, you know, differently, and um, and not get so bottled up and, and yeah. make time for things instead of pushing things away. You know. Yeah. No. I, I think you. I think you're right. You're exactly right. That's a huge part of the game, right? When when you and and it helps as you get older, as you get more mature, you get yep. a little bit more perspective on things and everything else. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. So uh, this is the FXR uh, Race Texas Mention Privateer Island Podcast, but I would be remiss. You wear Fly. Uh, of course, they're a big part of my Pulp Show and everything else. And Max at Fly is a, is a terrific dude. Uh, he helps you out. He had nothing but good things to say about you uh, when I asked him. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Max is a good dude. He's been helping uh, me out since the end of 2014. Yep. Um, and uh, dude, everything that they've done for me, I can't think of enough there. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good, good company for sure. FXR racing. Pulp MX 30 is the code. Uh, another good company, uh, to save money with those guys. Pulp MX 18 is the code to save at race tech suspension as well. If you want to get some help from those guys, uh, you can check that out. Um, all right, Nick, anything else Did we miss anything on the, uh, privateer Island podcast? Uh, I think you pretty much covered it all, but I definitely want to give, you know, a shout out to everybody that helps me because, uh, yeah, obviously, I'd, you know, buy my bikes and things like that, but, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are on the back end that mm-hmm. you don't really know about 
that uh, you know people who help out and stuff. That if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be possible. So definitely, like my parents are you know my biggest supporters. Um, my brother Derek, he helps me out a lot. So your know, family's definitely definitely involved. Um, Rayleigh Realty helps me out. Um, Barnes Brothers, uh, FMF, Renegade Fuels, Scott Goggles, Fly Gear, uh, Garnet Boots, Hinson, Clutches, Motorex. Um, trying to run through here. Um, Did it, hold on? You said Mike, you said Johnny Knowles gave you goggles in the mud in Unadilla. Like he actually gave you goggles. And at Ironman, yeah. Wow. Which was look sick. at look that at Knowles sick. having time for privateers. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that was I was so pumped. Like because like he looked at me and he was like. I know what he's here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we always have this thing with Knowles because like he he gets hit up by so many people wanting so much stuff, and he doesn't have it yeah. in his budget, and he's always like, "How many goggles do you think this guy sells for me?" Ah, and we always bug him about yeah. it, but he always helps yeah. guys out in the end. But he's always complaining about it and his budget, my yeah. budget, my budget, and then he's helping guys, so we always laugh at him. So I'll probably do it again. For I know him. he's busy. Yeah, I know he's like always super busy. So when I he'll be like, "Hey man, what do you need?" And uh, and I'll and I'll be like, well, I just you know, here's what I need for today. Yeah. And I'll I always only ask for like the bare minimum because I don't want to be you know that greedy person. <laughs> um, but uh, but and he always takes care of me. Like, yeah. Yeah. If Knowles, if you're listening to this man, thank you. He, he don't listen, you. but but Knowles is a good guy. He's a good <laughs> friend of mine, and I, I will I will bug the shit out of him and say, what about your budget? You gave Nick Fra- Nick Fratour <laughs> goggles. What about your budget, Knowles? I thought your budget was tapped. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, who else do you want to thank? Um, I'm trying to think here uh, who I haven't covered. Um, Factory Connection Suspension. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those guys, Billy um, and just all those guys over there. Um, Ziggy, like, yep. um, I never really thought I'd ever have a chance to work directly with Ziggy, but he helped me out on some stuff. Um, those guys are, like, awesome. Um, who else? Trying to think, uh, one eighty decals, Briar Perry um, does my graphics and that stuff's like awesome. Um, love it. Um, trying to think here, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but if I forgot anybody, thank you guys. Um, and I had a lot of friends also who helped me out throughout the throughout the season too. Um, my friend Bill, he's he's like I think he's like mid fifties. He comes to the races with me when my dad can't come. Oh, cool. Me out. Yep. Um, yeah, he's super, super awesome. Helps out with everything. Um, my friend Matt, who took care of me, you know, Bill helped clean my bike and stuff. Um, even brought me an air filter on the starting line because when I was called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, just little things. Yeah. And like, there's people that, that help out, like with just little stuff, well, not even just giving me product and money and stuff. You know? Yeah, I think I uh, think uh, my friend Taylor. One thing I found out is is guys like you, privateer guys, uh, guys in the trenches, you know, guys that are filling out the uh, the field and are, are are riding their balls off, have a lot of people who who help them out for for really nothing in return. It's really cool. It's, mm-hmm. it's what makes our sport uh, awesome. Is uh, is that you can line up next to yeah. a million dollar rider like Eli Tomac, and it's just a dude <laughs> that is helping you out, and you have a full time job. It's really cool. That part that part of our of our sport is pretty cool. Oh, it's definitely humbling, no doubt about it. 
Um, well, hey, man, thanks, uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Um, good luck with the, the real team career, realtor career, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see you at the national soon. Uh, really appreciate the time, Nick Fratz, or everybody on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Pod. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it.